0: Let's go a little life out here. What the hell's going on out here? Hey, what about that now? Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. <laughs> still getting used to the new intro. As usual, I'm your host at CDDNFL on Twitter. Of course, follow the group at UK Packers, and it's still uh, fully fledged the off-season. Um, but I think there's always a reminder that Mark Murphy is a national treasure. It's a, it's a goddamn national treasure, all right. Because, and I think this sort of sums it up. So what did he do? Well, he spoke. Um, so he came out with <laughs> oh, I know I give out the host for fake laughing, but I just genuinely cracked myself up here in the podcast studio. And so that's what um, Joan looks at me. Differently now, but she's married to me, so it's her problem. So look, um, he spoke. So he came out and he was talking on the Packers website, you know, five things or five minutes from Packers president and stuff like that. And he seemingly revealed that the Jets are going to be on hard knocks. But I think what sums him up, and I love the man, right? Unabashed, and it's not because his name's Mark Murphy. Um, he's just brilliant. Look, as a president, he's so accessible. Well, he has been to us anyway, and so kind. Um, but I just love the way he does you know because people always give out oh he talks too much you know you think he gives someone else a chance to talk everything he says is entertaining and there's always a chance that he gives you an honest Real opinion. And I don't understand people's think of, oh, he doesn't know anything about football, which is amazing since he was a football player. He was a safety for Washington. Um, and then he was even blackballed from the league, allegedly, um, for sticking up for the players on the NFLPA. Uh, he's also a lawyer. So, I mean, the dude's pedigree is something else. But I just love the way he sort of comes out and there's always these foot and mouth moments. What am I, what am I banging on about? Well, he came out in this article and he apparently released that the Jets were going to be on Hard Knocks. So apparently there was this thing, you know, on in June that said, oh, it's probably going to be the Jets. But he came out and sort of said, oh, it's, got, it's going to be great to see all the ex-Packers on Hard Knocks this summer. It's going to be very entertaining. But the be- the thing that sums him up more, and I think I was trying to say this about two minutes ago, was in this article on CBS, it says, <laughs> this is not a Murphyism. I don't know what is. During a Q&A on the Packers website, Murphy was asked about Hard Knocks and without being prompted, uh he's sort of brought up the jets but that's mark murphy you know you say hey mark and then he'll give you some absolute piece of business and it's amazing and i'm gonna miss the guy when he's gone because i think they don't make them like him anymore you know he sort of says it how it is he rolls with the punches and from someone at the very top of the organization um it's really rare i think because it's always canned responses and i know jerry jones has done these things and all that jazz but it's nice because Murphy's in charge of a non uh sort of privately owned company where he can't just dig himself out by reaching into his pockets so it's brilliant and it's candid and it's one of those things you don't realize what you've got till you're gone but look i call this one very dramatically i think time is running out um and what that means is look we've been doing the group for 10 years um, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and we had certain goals that we wanted to do. Number one was to host meetups. We've done that, and we'll continue to do that in the upcoming season. Hopefully, we'll get those back on track. The second one was, is, and we thought it would happen an awful lot sooner, was is to host meetups, and we gave away tickets. I gave away my own ticket to the Packers coming to London, uh, which was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Um, and then the other one is, is to go to Lambo, And that was one of the ones that we thought would take the longest, to be honest, when it was one of the first ones that we did. Now, second, really, because we were doing meetups. Um, so it's a really big deal in the sense that there's, you know, we're selling out the trips now every single year. Again, we're not a travel agency. You don't pay us any money. Uh, we hook up with Touchdown Trips. And they do a fantastic job of organising everything. And the price this year is phenomenal. Now, you might be sick of me going on about the trip, but the reason I'm bringing it up again is for two reasons. Number one, it's provisionally sold out again. Uh, But we do have about eight spots that we can crank open for people. And So again, if you're on the fence, now is the time to act because when it is sold out, it's sold out. And we're pretty much reaching that point now. So eight places left Uh, The second one is, is that with the 10 year anniversary, I just pulled the trigger. And what I did was is because Patreon uh, we have running, um, I was very reluctant to get it up and running because the minute you mention money to some people, they get all squirrely, right? Uh, But the beauty of it is, and this is where the the power kind of it all comes in, is that the money that comes in on the Patreon, we just convert it into uh, merch prizes. So we buy uh, a big massive box of merch, which there's another one landing, hopefully on Friday. So I get a, a merch unboxing going on and we just give it all away. Um, and one of those prizes that I decided to do was is to give away a trip to Lambeau Field. Now, we're not getting this for free. We are paying for this trip Which with Touchdown Trips. The price of the trip is one nine nine five per person sharing. So you will get an all-expenses-paid trip to the States, which is pretty incredible, right? So I've done a step-by-step guide onto how you can sign up to Patreon and get involved. If you are sitting on the fence and you keep – and this is what we always get. And we're like, oh, I was going to do it, and then I didn't, and then I will put it off, and I was gone, but – Do it. Do it now. If you're going to do it, do it now because you have to get your entry in by the end of July. So you have about 25-ish days left to get in because if you're not signed up to Patreon by the end of July well then you're not in the draw. It's as simple as that. There's no latecomers Uh, and Patreon as I said in the step-by-step guide it only takes your money on the 1st of August and it's a fiver. Now there's two tiers right. There's the fiver one which is the Lambo Tour tier. That just gets you entry into the Lambo draw and it's a just. It's turning 5 quid now, I've bought coffees for more than five quid. When I go to McDonald's, it's about 30 to 40 quid for the family. Um, so it's incredible that uh, we're doing this for a fiver because the London ticket draws were the ones that were there for a tenner. So, I mean, make it make sense. It doesn't. Um so get in uh, the, by the first of August. The money gets taken. If you're signed up and uh, there's a problem with your payment, well then uh, Patreon will send you out an email to say it wasn't taken, sorted out. And if you don't, again, I just do the download. And if you're not on as page, you're not in the draw. So the second tier you can get on is the gold member tier. And this is super popular because, as I said slightly earlier, is that we get the money from Patreon and we import uh, a load of merch and then we just give it away every single month. So you will be in the draw for that. But if you're on the gold tier, you're also in the Lambo tier. So the one tier covers them off. So for an extra five or a month, you're in with a chance of winning prizes. I'll be doing one shortly and I'll be giving away a Jordan Love mini helmet. Um, And I have some really incredible stuff coming in. So probably this weekend or slightly after I'll do that merch unboxing. So you'll see the items at the same time that I do. And you'll see the items that we are giving away. So, look, I'm going to play again. So there was a podcast with Rob Hogan, a guy from Ireland, talking about his solo venture to Green Bay with us. And that's one thing that I always try to put myself in the person's shoes is would I go on the trip on my own? Um, and it just coldly off the back of not knowing anything, I would be very reluctant to. But we specialize in bringing people over who have nobody to sort of rope in because it's one nine nine five, which is an incredible price. You get your flights from London, you get your, uh, into Chicago, your transfer by bus, you get a bus transfer back down into Madison to watch the Badgers-Buckeyes game, which is the most expensive game on their schedule and the biggest blockbuster game. Then we have game tickets uh, to the Vikings game. Uh, There's a stadium tour, there's a tailgate with all you can eat and free booze for the duration that you're there. And that's what you will win, by the way, if you win that prize. But it's an incredible price. But that said, not everybody can afford two people in a household to go over. So they tend to try to go over on their own. And what we do is we buddy people up with each other. So you go over and you share a room, not share a bed. It's not a swingers club. um, And we'll pair you off. And it'll be a twin room. You'll have your own beds at the opposite sides of the room. You won't be in the room, really. You go in, you sleep. I do it. When I go over, I typically share a room with someone who's going over. All right. So it saves you an awful lot of cash. So if you're going over on your own, there's that element. Uh, It's a group tour. So you're not going to be on your own. You can come in and out of the group as much as you like. You don't have to go and do every group activity. We have a WhatsApp group that we set up on Icebreaker. But look, all of this stuff is explained in these podcasts uh, with Rob Hogan. And also the one that I'm going to attach on the end of this spiel as well. So there's a guy called Craig Holmes, did the same thing, had a different experience, come over on his own. And he sort of goes through from his own opinion uh, what he felt was good, what he felt was bad uh, about the trip and just what the trip meant to him. And I've got feedback on these podcasts and people said that some of these were the driving factor that sort of allowed them to go. you know what? Going on my own won't be a, a bad thing. I'm going to have a blast and they go over and make friends for life and have a trip of a lifetime and it's really lovely to hear it. So I try to do one of these with a solo traveller every time we do a tour just to give you a different perspective because everybody sees things slightly differently and it also helps me as a tour organiser to do things better if there is scope to do so. But anyway, what you're about to hear is that interview uh, with Craig Holmes where he's going to detail it and i will be back again next week. But again, if you want to win this trip to Lambeau Field, you better sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. And if you're going on the trip anyway, you know, get your name on the draw because for a fiver you could get all of your money back and go all expenses paid so that two grand that you were expecting to pay on the trip is back in your pocket. You can redo the house a bit. You can spend it on your missus or your fella. Uh, you can put it back into the kids' college fund or just take it all with you. Buy a new suitcase and go over and spend it all on the pro shop. Look, um, it is what it is. Anyway, here's myself and Craig when I had long hair talking about what his experience was like going to Lambo. Would you like a sweetie? A, what? a sweetie i'll take a smiley. these are smarties indeed a absolutely stupendous confectionery and we've another lambo special which oh, can only mean one thing is we went back there and we made it back successfully and i haven't uh, had my house and uh, earthly possessions repossessed by the bank for spending too much although that's kind of pending. Um, so our last one we had was with Rob Hogan, and this time it's with a guy whose mother was it. Steak was that what she called you? Is that the birth cert, yeah. Craig? Yeah, yeah.
1: no, that is it. Like uh, it was steak, uh, mm. sauce, Holmes. Um, so very it's... weird. Um, I changed it a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, to a bit of a more name. You know that I was five years old. I made that decision to change that name. So yeah, <laughs>
0: right, right. That's how yeah. you got the name Steak. So uh, yeah, uh, so Craig Holmes is your actual name. You're a trip goer, Craig. I know we have it's something to do with having both us having long hair and we have that rapport but we have a rapport which people might think you know we picked this rapport up and we've been friends for a very long time in fact uh, the first time I met you was in a WhatsApp group uh, with the Packers stuff um, I don't think we'd ever spoken before. Um, And then I met you on the night. I saw your glorious locks. And I think that's how we got introduced. But before, before we get that far, um, let's just tell people the premise of these podcasts. So with Rob, what it is, it's a podcast to show people, A, what an annual tour is and, and how it's organized and everything else. Uh, what How you actually as a real life person, a real life stake, uh, got on, on the trip and to explain from your perspective. But really uniquely, and again, I get this a lot, what organizing the trip, people say, Oh, it's this might be a bit weird, but I'm actually looking to go over on my own. And I'm like, No, you are in the majority because most people that go over go over solo. You did that, Craig. Um and so That's correct. Yep. let's start there, right? So let's start. What is going through your head when you were going to go on the trip? First off, how did you even come into contact with the UK Packers? Because you did you did two things, Craig. Number one, is you went to Green Bay on your own, uh, although it was with the group, and I'd love to s- explore that dynamic. And second off, you did it with us, with the UK Packers. So what yeah. went into that process for you?
1: So as I said to you quite a, quite a number of times, just to kind of garner your attention, um, I listened to the podcast. I started listening to the podcast um, back in March Um I was, I'm a hotel worker, so obviously when we went into lockdown, I was doing various bits and pieces around the hotel. So I was like, I need something to fill the time. Um, started looking up Packers podcasts and all that kind of stuff and found this one. Um, and just thought, I'm just going to get into like interacting with this community sort of thing. It seems great. Um, obviously, then you had the the podcast with Rob, and he was just so reassuring about the whole process. And I thought, i say previous to that, never thought I was ever going to be able to go to Lambo I thought it was like a pipe dream yeah um so when you know the, the the whole tour came up um I thought this is just a gift um so I started looking into it um obviously when you announced uh the like the the opening up of um the like the sales for it all yeah um, made the uh, kind of interview for it with uh with harry um got that whole process kicking off but realistically what was going through my head was like i say it was never going to be a a a possibility and when it became one and not only was it a possibility it was something i could do effectively by myself but with the group Mm -hmm. it was just like yeah it just made all the sense like all the dots were lining up
0: yeah, and to give people sort of a background as well is that we do the annual tour, but it's not as if you rang me and I went and booked all your flights for you. What we do is, is we have touchdown trips. They're also called MVP Travel. Um, it's Ben Mortimer and co, and they organize it all. And Harry's a guy who works in the office, uh, super yeah. lovely guy, and he's sort of helped you out with those interviews and stuff. So the dynamic of it is, is that we set up this annual tour, which is what we were doing pre-COVID. Um, and usually it's, it's sort of solo travelers like you. Did you have any sort of trepidation uh, Craig, before you before you did it, in the fact that a you you know this was a dream that you had, as you said, this is a pipe dream, and this yeah. is what as a host I always look at things like that, and I get very nervous and I take it very very seriously because, and not to get you know it's very weird to hear me be serious on the podcast, uh, but you know <laughs> I, I take it very seriously because that's your dream, and I want to make sure that I help you it's gonna, even for an Irishman this sounds very lofty, um, to fulfil <laughs> that dream and not to damage it in any way. So now you've you're going to fulfil a dream and you're going over on your own. Did you have any reservations about like, and I know you said you listened to Rob and the podcast and stuff, but how much of a difficult decision or was it a difficult decision at all for you to say, I'm going to go over on my own. You seem like a sociable guy, but what if I don't get along with people or what if I don't like my roommate or anything like that? Did that come into
1: your mind? Yeah. Oh, easy. I mean, that that's always at the back of your head. I think that was at the back of my mind until I got to the hotel on the night before we flew out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously like with this year in particular, there was so much extra doubt and pressure you know with covid with america actually opening up with the tests all the stuff you had to kind of have proof that you were eligible to go over mm-hmm. but also the risk like this isn't a small amount of money yeah. you know this is i mean it's a small amount of money compared to what you would pay if you were to do it by yourself for sure but at the end of the day this is you know two months salary effectively that i'm yeah. going to be taken out there and not coming back Uh, so that's quite a lot of risk when you're going into it and to say just to sing their praises once again mvp travel touchdown trips just reassured you every step of the way that no matter what happened, something good would gonna come out of your money you know if you got covid during uh the kind of launch process of it you know you could either get your money back uh, minus a small deposit or you could move over to the next year's trip um and it was it was that reassurance that on that, that initial contact with Harry that just made me go, I'm in. Yeah. I put my deposit down straight away and I was all in from that point. But again, you're right in the same, the, uh, the same points as soon as you, cause you're going with people you don't know yeah. and you're going with literally, you know, say a voice in the skies that I just download from the internet. That's my only <laughs> contact with this trip, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just that kind of process where you're going, well, what if they're all a bunch of assholes? And yeah, you yeah. kind of go, right, you know, it, it could be worse, could be better. You just don't know until you get to there. But I, I think it's just synonymous with football fans and especially Packer fans in general. Easiest bunch to get along with ever. Like uh, you get to that process where you actually start meeting people, the conversation flowing banter's just starting instantly yeah um and i say like i knew a few names before i even got to the the hotel but even then you you like it's a digital personality versus a real life personality how do they come across in text versus how do they come across in real life and it's just yeah it's that process where you just never know what you're gonna get until you get there but yeah just fantastic that's
0: the thing about the trips too and that's something that again just by virtue of me asking and you being on the pod and stuff that I'm hyper aware of and that I have always said this I don't know if I wasn't running the group whether I would go on one of these or what I'd expect and I tried to always sort of slot myself into that kind of mode of okay what do I expect out of this thing and as you said the reason you knew people uh, before you got to that hotel in London so to recap for people we went to London the night before the game to make sure everybody was up and caught the flight that actually happened which was amazing and then we went over (laughs) to Chicago we drove up to Madison uh, we watched the Badgers game we went from Madison up to Green Bay watched the Packers game had an extra day on the Monday to just hang around Green Bay and do the stadium tour and then we're off on the Tuesday so if we pull it back then to even before any of that happened I set up the WhatsApp group. Um, Now, they can be notoriously bad for bachelor parties, hen parties. I don't know how you'd find yourself in one, but we've got long hair. Sometimes that happens now. So, like, you know, you find yourself in one of these groups, you know, you can be all aboard the banter bus and people hate them. Um, But we only had one guy who wasn't in the WhatsApp group, but he was a seasoned vet. He'd been there before, so I was able to contact him outside of things. That allows me as a host to introduce everybody. Um, let's use at it so use chat away if anyone wants to know information and also feel reassured that had they a query they pop into the group um how did you find that whatsapp group thing i mean was it annoying was it too many messages do you think it was vital for you because you were traveling solo to have that contact with people as you say even digitally before you met them on the night in london
1: yeah absolutely i mean it, it was that kind of thing where you, you're going through the list of names and you're trying to pick out you know some some semblance of like, right, I'm going to try and find these people because they all have like easy to remember names and get on that board. <laughs> but it was also good because it was like my uh, roommate for the trip actually found me in the in the group and messaged yeah. me solo and just said, look, I think you're my roommate for this trip. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Don't be a weirdo, my... please. Yeah, that's um, it. That's it. Like, you know, um, I'm just bringing my 17 goats. Is that okay for you? Um, 17 Aaron Rodgers. No. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're going to put them all on the pitch at the same time. <laughs> um, get a flag for seventeen men on the field. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like it was a it was a vital process to kind of a know that you're going with actual humans, and then b to find your roommate in that kind of solo process. It's just, as I say, reassuring to know that things are coming together. Um, and yeah, just starting that introduction. I didn't find the group chat annoying. I thought there was a a, a good amount of messages. Mm especially on the Thursday, uh, the Wednesday and the Thursday, when obviously the Wednesday was the big one for a lot of people doing their COVID tests, um, getting those results back. So it was kind of like nervy as well. Cause you're part of that group on the Wednesday, like, Oh, I've just been stabbed <laughs> up the nose. Um, you know, I think I lost a chunk of brain. Not that I had a lot to begin with. Um, and then you kind of getting that result back and you're celebrating with everybody. And just like, yes, we're going. And then yeah. obviously the Thursday everybody's traveling to the hotel most of the people are traveling to the hotel. And then you kind of arrive in at separate stages and you kind of all letting each other know we're going to go get drinks. And you're like, well, this is just, yeah, this makes sense. Um, I didn't think we we're all going to get to the hotel and just sit in our rooms for the night, just like. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just a, a good, easy introduction to that kind of, uh, that, that, that process for sure.
0: And London was nice, wasn't it? Because I find when, as you said, there was an extra element this year of like, because we actually did have two trips travelers who didn't end up traveling on the trip so they're trip non-travelers mm-hmm. i guess and it was devastating to see their messages come into the group and say yeah. you know sorry i couldn't make it and uh, that kind of was like you know when the, you get a new boss and just fire someone and then everyone's like oh no and then you sort of feel dodgy it was that and we you know our hearts bled for the guys and then because his mate didn't go because they were sort of planning to go together and you know that kind of put an air of risk over it so when everyone was there uh, in london the night before it's always good to kind of you know as you said put real people to the digital personas and um, but it's nice isn't it Craig because it's just bubbling with energy everyone's kind of just milling around talking to everybody else so what i would say to solo travelers is you're quite outgoing and um, obviously i am uh, because i hosted the damn thing and um, but <laughs> it works out doesn't it because you will have characters in there Craig and we will have seen them as stuff guys who just they're, they're quiet they're kind of reserved they're they're not too either they don't want to or they're not good at it or something some people don't like the whole group dynamic thing and I completely yeah. get it because I have friends in my life who are exactly the same that they're great in the group almost um, but then when you try to get them one on one or when they try to speak up it's it's not great for them but there was a nice bunch of characters wasn't there that lads are just sitting there just chilling other lads probably just met us in the airport there was some people that oh, yeah. wasn't at that meetup, but no one really felt excluded but I felt quite comfortable as I'm sure you did just milling around and just talking to people and saying, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" And as you said, we're all Packer fans. We're all there for the one reason. So, yeah, everyone has something to talk about, you know.
1: Oh, easy, easy, and and say like, there was even a couple of people who were like traveling with people that kind of like they went off and done their own thing. Yeah, but at no point did they felt excluded. Like they they. And to say, it was always that kind of dynamic where, like, even though we all knew they were going to go off and do their own thing, mm. as soon as they got part of the, the group again, they were back in the group. Like, yeah, yeah. that was it. Like, And that, and that's, the I guess, the, the the great thing about these trips is you, they are what you make of them. Yeah. Um, if you want to be part of the group, all in on the group, that you can absolutely do that. But if you've got stuff you want to do outside of it, uh, like this year, for instance, I was all in on the group. Like, whatever the group was going to do, like, if there was a group of people going to do an X, I was going to go do X with yeah. people. Next time I go, I I know a little bit more about the area. I've done all the like the kind of basic trips. Maybe I'll then branch out and do a little bit of extra stuff differently. So you know, and I say they are what you make of the trips. Um, it's just you 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 go in with this kind of perception of what you're gonna do, a, a broad plan. You know, I say like we've got the game on the Saturday, the game on the Sunday, the the tour on the Monday. But outside of that, it's just because we're all grown ups, we just go and do whatever we want to do. It's not like you're, you know, a school trip. You're like, right now, children, we're going to get on the bus (laughs) at this time. We're going to go see the game and then we're going to have nap time. It's like, no, we, you know, we just go do X, Y and Z. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's it. I'm glad to hear you say that because as well as that, I do have some people and it happens every year where they'll come up and they'll, they'll question and say, all right, you know, this is what I saw you do, Steve, right? That you, for instance, what you never saw me do was to say exactly what you just said. I yeah. will remind you, the bus does leave it this time because it has to. The game yeah. is on it this time because it's printed on the tickets. Uh, you know, we guarantee that you do this, this and this if you feel like it has to be that time or this closes then or whatever. All, outside of that, I tend not to say to people oh we're all going to dinner here um, yep. and then breakfast we're all going here because i find what that does is is that forces everybody to kind of have to do it and if they don't then they're not in the group so and yes. as you said these are all adults so what i love seeing in the group is and again i'll step in if i feel that someone who's gone on their own and isn't comfortable that i find and i again as adults i do depend on people to tell me look i you know i'd love to do this but i don't know whatever but most of the time what i see is is that someone saying hey, guys, heading to the pro shop. And someone else will say, can I join? And they go, of course. And then everyone just goes along together. So as you said, you you sort of end up sorting yourself out. And that allows you, I think, to sort of come in and out of the group, as you say, as you'd want to do. So look, we land in the States from Chicago. But before we even get there, you got the royal treatment uh, on the plane. Now, I think that's because you were asleep and so they didn't know how mad
1: you were so i think that yeah. sort
0: of happened and they
1: probably thought you were dead but
0: i mean that apart from that
1: um, well, it... yeah that's the thing cuz like the the so on the plane you obviously have the mask mandate you got the mask mm. on i also have like a sleep mask as well so it goes like it's got it's got speakers on the ears so i can just put on wherever i want yeah i put it on put it over my eyes so like my entire face was covered <laughs> so again probably thought i was dead for the trip yeah. like you know i i did seriously hear like uh, somebody say that we should get a doctor over here like <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah like this i don't know what it was this air hostess must have like either taken a liking to me or was really relieved that i was alive um but yeah we had the we had the meal i went straight to sleep after the meal she came over as i um did you did you get your meal i was like yeah, yeah yeah i got the meal i got the ice cream and i was like you got ice cream oh man <laughs> i like ice cream like, why why would you why would you do this to me you've teased me with ice cream now so like, i see what i can do and i was like okay do you want to drink while you're waiting yeah yeah, yeah. can i just get a, a beer please oh we're all out of beers oh, okay um got wine yeah yeah go for it <laughs> I'll, I'll have some wine yeah yeah, yeah. why not um and she poured it, this, this half cup of white. She's like, I, I think I'm out of wine. I was like, well, this day just can't get any worse. No ice cream, <laughs> no beer, now no wine. She pulls out this, like, um, this truly hard seltzer. And it's like basically an alcoholic lemonade. Mm. I've got this. I was like in for a penny, in for a pound. Why not? It's <laughs> like, do you still want the wine? I was like, well, you've poured it. It'd be rude not to take it at this point. Um... So yeah, and then Darren, the guy next to me, he got to, got a couple reds and and one of these trulies as well. So she uh, pods off, like serves some other people, comes back with these two little tubs of ice cream. Uh, everybody else only got one, and then like a couple of minutes after that, she's like, "How was the smoothie?" Because it was as say like, quite oh, yeah, defrosted yeah. at that point. <laughs> I was like, it's ice cream, it's tasty, go for it. And she's like, well, I found another one of these hard seltzers for you. I was like, Jesus, I know. Wait, what? <laughs> I tell you what, I was in
0: front of you the, between the laughter and taking the piss and just the quantity of alcohol that was being literally shoved down your throat at one stage. Uh, you know, I was kind of ruining the day. I wasn't sort of sat beside you. Um, but look, we, we landed in Chicago. It wasn't too bad. I didn't think we got too much grief. And then we went to, got on the bus, which was actually pretty seamless. Um, and yeah. then we went to the hotel in Madison. Now, I went into the hotel and I won't lie I thought oh I'm the host of the trip so obviously I got an upgrade somehow and I went in the beds were plush the view was yeah. great and yeah. then I just found out that everybody uh, got nope. the same uh, plush uh, room so kind of slightly disappointed but also happy for people of course Oh, good. Easy. Easy. Um, What a hotel though Jesus because it's only new oh. and apparently it only has three stars or something in TripAdvisor only because it's new and hasn't built up those reviews but Jesus uh, yeah. Craig I was delighted with that Did you go drinking the night before? Yeah.
1: Um, so just to quickly reiterate how flexible these trips are. So my roommate uh, in the hotel in Madison actually said, I'm not going to be in the room. Uh, me and a buddy are driving up to Milwaukee mm-hmm. to watch a college uh, basketball game. So I was like, decent. I've got the room to myself. And as you say, you walk in and I was like, this is not a three-star hotel. What the hell is this going mm-hmm. on? Like plush rooms. Um, but yeah, then on the, the coach uh, to the hotel a load of us spotted a buffalo wild wings we'd obviously seen the adverts on nfl game pass and we had yeah, gone yeah. i want to eat that and so a lot of us went there and yeah we went um we went there uh i think it was about 20 of us 15 20 of us at that point um, and then here's another story for you um, so at the buffalo wild wings a load of people had ordered and i was kind of one of the last to order and they just started pouring the drinks putting them down pouring drinks putting them down and they pulled over a manager's like, look, we've poured all these drinks. We actually don't know what they are. Oh. Uh, so I'm standing there waiting for the, waiting to order, going, this is a situation. that If I play my cards right, could go very well. <laughs> and yeah, the, the the manager just looks at like, we're just gonna have to tip them down the, the them down the drain and re pour them all. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> hello, there, alcoholic me. <laughs> um, these these drinks you say are going down the drain. Um, my middle name is Drain. <laughs> um, and she was like, do you want them? I was like, are they going to be for free? And she's like, well, yeah, we can't sell them if we don't want them. I was like, yes. <laughs> Amazing. So they could have food.
0: actually been Drain Cleaner though, but I, I applaud they, your courage.
1: Uh, mate, they were amber and frothy. That's good enough for me. <laughs> um, so I took them over to the table and like, people were looking at me. It was like, Craig, how did you get three drinks? Like, are you, are you actually okay? Is this... And I was like, well, they were free. It's like, wait a minute. No, no, rewind. And I was like, well, you guys all order drinks. And they started pouring them. had no idea what they were doing. And um, Billy, the the Scot, was sitting next to me. And he's like, well, I ordered an Angry Orchard. I was like, well, give that a go, see what it is. And it was actually his Angry Orchard. So no I was like, well, there you go then. Um, so there's me sipping on one of these drinks. And I was like, no idea what it is. It's tasty. And then they start bringing over other people's drinks. It was just a comedy of errors to lead me to get more alcohol at the start of the trip than anybody else so... no wonder
0: you were so popular on the trip everyone was like <laughs> making their way over to you you just gravitate towards free stuff it's amazing however well, I will say we got up the next day we went over for the Badgers game and this is kind of our first sort of taste of the big stadium and the sort of tailgating atmosphere and yeah. stuff like that and unfortunately uh, we do have to tell the listeners uh, Craig that you did
1: end up in jail for a short did. period yeah yeah it was uh I mean, it, I only had myself to blame. Yeah. Um, I asked to be there, it, realistically.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, in in yeah. fairness, you did have company. I mean, Nick and Louise were there. Nick was doing yeah. some pretty questionable stuff. Actually, I think it was the, the acts that you and Nick were doing that got you in jail in the first place. Do you know um, what
1: hindsight is twenty twenty, And I think you yeah. may be right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to give to give people a bit of a clue here, um, you just go to our socials and look up the pictures. It's scandalous. So we ended up in, uh, well, we didn't. Uh, Craig and co ended up in horny jail. So this is where, isn't it the most weird, like this is what I keep saying to people when we talk about sort of Badgers game day, Craig, is that you go in beside the stadium and there's literally college frat houses yeah. right out like literally right outside you can go, go outside your front door and someone was eating cereal at the yeah. top of the thing looking out on the stadium so it's unbelievably close and when you get closer to game day people go bananas but there was this sort of uh off area they call horny jail and of course you hear this big boom and laugh from behind me and it's louise and craig absolutely <laughs> pissing themselves and of course i wouldn't do them before they ended up in horny jail and then nick joined in and then there was there was multiple different positions from the karma Sutra. craig i won't lie i'm an experienced man but i'd never seen them before um Particularly between uh, you and Nick uh, I'd never yeah. seen it before, so now you look you've you've been to a Badgers game day you've been to a Packers game day and before we get to the whole Packers stuff Badgers game day was college football anything you're actually interested in before you went and what would what did you take away then from that experience over
1: there? So it's always been one of those things that I've I've kind of liked the idea of like how it's like you know obviously you've only got a certain amount of NFL teams so not everybody can you know claim a team so it's always been one of those fascinations for me of like right okay we come from a certain area so we claim this university as our team even if you didn't go there yeah because you live in the area you claim that university or college as your team um so it's always been one of those fascinations for me i've never been able to watch it because i don't have you know espn or anything like that in in the uk to watch it um but i've watched films around it and all that kind of stuff so i was gravitating towards starting to take it up um and yeah this experience just really took over for me i was like yep yeah, right i'm all, i'm a badgers fan now like that let's go <laughs> um but that was also such an interesting morning because if you just said right we're gonna get up you know six thirty, you start getting everything ready go to this and start drinking at 8 a.m i'd have gone maybe maybe everybody else will but i don't yeah, think yeah. and then all of a sudden you're in the atmosphere you've got a brat in one hand a beer in the other a nice koozie around it which is again a concept that i've never come across like let's put a can in a jacket sure <laughs> um and then you're going for it and then like i say doubling back on on like the louise situation she is just a terrible influence oh, yeah. um terrible influence um if louisa goes again I, I wouldn't hang around with her. Uh, terrible influence. She'll she'll get you doing outside, doing jäger shots. Oh, um, uh, do you know what and... I said?
0: She is. She's instant fun. You know those packets where you just yes. pour it in, you get instant yeah. soup. Just add yeah. Louise to any situation, and then all of a sudden it just takes a completely different turn. Easy um, and all for the good. I mean the laugh. You know between you and her, even going through the airport, everyone else was knackered, and then yeah. the two of you is still giggling away. Um, but oh, it had to be. Yeah, look, it's a it's a completely different experience. Jump around is what everyone asks about, and also the yep. flyovers and stuff like that. Uh, jump around was it everything you thought it would be going in?
1: Um, I didn't feel as many vibrations that I thought I was going to like when somebody <laughs> said it it, it, it. it you know registered on the Richter scale before. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is banter. But like, yeah, just seeing everybody, and like the thing is, everybody in the stadium was jo- joining in. Like you looked around, like there were like people that you were worried about their hips falling out. Like you, you saw toddlers getting involved. It was a mental experience. Um, and then one of the things like my, my friend, um, who does the, the podcast with me, he was really into marching bands. Mm. So like that halftime show where like the, the marching bands are just going at it and their coordination was insane to see. So I've got a good, few good videos of that. Um, but yeah, that whole game day experience was just something else. Um, and I thought, right, well, I, I don't know how being at Lambeau is going to top this experience, yeah. but I just know it will because as I say, it's just everything you want in a trip. And I say like the, going to Lambeau was the point of the trip, but this was just like, it's like going to Wembley and then on the same trip, going to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Like it's just two things that you just like, right, well, these are, both great experiences and I don't know how they're going to compare
0: yeah because look I'm the guy who does the podcast and I openly say quite often I'm not interested really in college ball I don't have anything against it or I just yeah. it comes down to time and as you said if you have the actual capability to watch the games and the way the, the players turn over but it's one of those things that every time I'm there I'm like oh yeah I forgot how absolutely class this is so yeah. it's, it's okay it's like when someone goes to a band you know when you drag someone to a band they're like I don't really like that band and you bring them to it and all of a sudden the live gig you know they're decked out and they've got tattoos of that band, they've got T-shirts, and the you know they're listening to every song. After there's something yeah. about a live performance, and as you said about that marching band, you know you say that to anybody. Oh, what do you think of marching bands? They're like ah, oh, whatever, you know. And they sort of have this sort of you know bad opinion of of marching bands, as if it's not yep. going to be interesting to them because we've all been to a really naff St. Paddy's Day parade. But as you <laughs> said, it's the it's the spectacle. Like we were standing tailgating, like I was going up to people, going "Good morning," as I was tapping beers. You know, that's how early yeah, it was, yeah. eight a.m. Um, and we were in that bar, and all of a sudden the band just marched through some of the band and they just start playing and it's the most surreal stuff ever like everybody's there um, just to have a good time from the very off so oh, yeah. we watched that game we experienced a jump around we got on the bus journey up to uh, Green Bay went into the Radisson um, Radisson Hotel sometimes we stay there sometimes we stay in downtown Green Bay which is a walk to the stadium um, what's your honest opinion then of the Radisson? A is a hotel, but also it's proximity to Green Bay. Cause it is an Uber or a taxi away from yeah. Green Bay. Was that a deterrent in any way or a bit of a pain in the bum?
1: No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a pain in the bum. Cause you knew what you were getting into, you know, with like, okay, we're going to be X amount of distance away. So if we want to go eat, we have to get an Uber and this, and the other, mm. but it's one of those things you just kind of take into consideration. It's like, all right, okay. I've got a certain amount of budget for my Ubers now. Yeah. Um, the hotel itself was nice. I, I think we were kind of spoiled with the, the hotel in Madison <laughs> yeah. that you get to the, the, the Radisson and you're like, right. Okay. Well, this is nice, but I mean, yeah, you it's know, no let's, Madison let's, let's not compare. There's no <laughs> Madison spring suites. Um, um, but yeah, no, nice room again. You know, I'm thinking of a twin room and I say working hotels. When I think of a twin room, I'm thinking two single beds. I'm like, well, I'm going to be really uncomfortable. Both rooms, uh, you know, the Ra- Madison and the Radisson, which is just fun to say both had like large beds for for their twin rooms and enough space that you're not getting in your roommate's way you've yeah. you've got you know you good halves of the room you can unpack yourself get and get everything going nice style bathroom everything's fine um but I say like the amount of time you spend in that room should be minimal it yeah. should be minimal um because at the end of the day you you you're there to experience green bay and you're there with just such a great bunch of people i never wanted to be in my room i was like if i'm going to bed i'm wasting my time sleeping mm. um but yeah just fantastic like sort of atmosphere and i say with the uber situation you're not paying for your own Uber because the amount of times that people will drop in messages like, oh, I'm getting an Uber at X time if anybody wants to join. And then you've got 17 people down there and you're having to coordinate who's ordering what Uber excels and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. But it's just, I'd say, it's just an easy easy way of going about it, but it also doesn't feel hectic. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the nice things was waking up that Sunday morning, looking at your room and just seeing like, everything covered in snow and knowing that you could actually just go out in it and just make snow angels in your boxes um and (laughs) and not have to worry about being in the middle of a city center and seeing it sort of thing um because i say with being how used to i guess green bay is they cleared all the snow in the, the the kind of the bulk of the city so easily it was it made the uk look embarrassing yeah um just with how bad we get with snow uh, and this wasn't just like a, a small couple of inches like six inches of snow i think somebody said at one point um so again we just looked trivial and compared to how efficiently they got rid of it um but yeah no just that that whole kind of atmosphere of you knew where you were going to meet you knew the lobby you were going to meet up get the ubers get where you needed to be and obviously, like the buses uh, on game day were just a life's end as well, because trying to organize all of those Ubers would have been madness.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the best thing about it. There was two buses it carted everybody in. We had the snow globe atmosphere, so everyone who had that dream of a snow game in Lambo because. Me, I go over every year. Um, You know, I lead the tours every year. There's like, do the, you know, I know people over there. I'm, I'm running around like a blue blue arse fly doing this, that, and the other. But for everybody else, this might be the first and only time that they ever go to Green Bay. So for yep. people to get that snow game, it was fantastic. Also, it wasn't even meant to snow. Uh, it came early this year, which was good. But tell me, so you're in Green Bay Saturday. When was the first time you saw, A, the field, uh, Lambeau, uh, field the actual stadium itself as opposed to mm. the actual field and then how long did it take you to find your way into the pro shop and i'm actually proud that i'm talking to you right now because it means you found your way out which is a difficult thing but when did both of those two things happen for you was it on the sunday or saturday Wait, you, sorry i'm actually calling you from the pro shop oh. am i not supposed to be doing that am i is this <laughs> no, no okay no. um
1: the thing was about it i actually i knew that i didn't want to see lambo until game day yeah I, it was one of those things where like i have to see lambo on game day so i actually avoided it on the saturday so we arrived saturday uh, we a few of us went out to texas roadhouse got a, got a steak um just because i think like you know with the nickname coming along i had to i had to live <laughs> up to that nickname you did, yeah i did yeah um so we act, like actively avoided it um so it would like my first glimpse of lambo was on the bus to the stadium on the sunday um obviously we went to the, the another tailgate uh the event usa tailgate we started there and moved away and i say like each moment i was getting closer and closer to the stadium i was yeah. like picture 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 <laughs> and like um getting closer and closer so there's me with a dopey ass smile plaster on my nose just getting ever closer to lambo just loving life yeah like it was just one of those moments where you just like it, it didn't feel real mm. it didn't feel real like there's me In a a a Green Bay top that I've owned for about six years at this point, like it's it's wearing thin. I think I have to retire that thing, um, especially after my 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 spending in the pro shop. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just such a, a a surreal prospect, you know. Go watching these this team, you know, on Game Pass for four years or so, like imagining myself in that atmosphere, but then getting ever so close and close and closer. And I say, like, with the snow, with it being my birthday, with everything just lining up, I was just like, this is just this is just incredible. Um, And then when you get in, you find your seats and you see the field. Yeah.
0: What was your what was your so you break through the light in the concourse. That's what I always remember. And you see the field and it's so well lit and it's sunken down into the ground.
1: What were you thinking? I, I, I had to pinch myself several times because I just genuinely didn't think it was real. Um, and I say one of the first things I'd done when I got there, I FaceTimed my dad and and pointed him at the field as well. But like, Look, yeah. it's real! i <laughs> Um, mm. and my voice actually did go that high. Yeah. Um, I think it actually went higher. Um, There's I heard a few dogs, dogs are around the stadium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean it's, it's all bad. I mean, that that actually happened. Yeah, the police department had to uh, you know call an awful lot of dogs yeah. that night. But anyway, yeah. do carry on. Um,
1: but yeah, you, you seeing it and like the players come out onto the pitch and then you say we have the flyover. Mm. Um, and I say like. Quant- contrary to quite a lot of people, I was up in the gods sort of thing. So I was on one of the highest rafters, mm. seeing it from a good, good perspective down. Um, and it's, it's just one of those surreal moments where you just, I was so afraid of waking up. I was so afraid. <laughs> like, I was not going to wake up back in a dingy house in, yeah, in Cambridge yeah. and be like, right, it's, it wasn't real. Nothing's going on. And just sobbing myself back to sleep um but no it's like it was just like that surreal moment where you just like this i've made it and i kept telling people afterwards it felt like a pilgrimage it mm. felt like you know it was one of those things where like you've hyped it up you've seen it on you've heard about it so much and yeah it's just it was a surreal moment i, yeah. I can i can only say that
0: And that's what people have said. You see, the thing about it is when you bring a group over, as you said, there's that fluidity of getting Ubers where you can sort of float in and float out. You can get your way to places and all that. But when it comes down to that moment, you know, you can be surrounded by people but you're really in your own little world because it it means something so important to you. You've, As you said, you've looked at it on Game Pass. You you think you know the field intimately. But then when you see the game and then you go home and then you look back you're like that was incomparable Like, and now when yeah. you look at games in Lambeau Field you can almost pick out your spot of where you were sitting and about the seats that's what was funny actually is that I never upgrade my seats um, I think I did once um, but I never upgrade them now because I, I say it to people and I, I live by it that there isn't a bad seat in the house and in fact no. sometimes when you're up in the quote unquote nosebleed seats which is again where I could say I was kind of up in that corner um, and I remember one of the lads came up and he goes oh Jesus Steve what are you doing here and I was like oh, <laughs> uh, well it's not a surprise I mean that's <laughs> you know, Sort of a, I'm pretty, uh, pretty involved with the group. I was like, no, yeah. I, I thought with the man of your reputation, that you'd be up on the halfway. But no, I'm just like, look, no, it's, it's whatever seed. I just say to, to Ben, just give me whatever seat, you know, yep. and I don't upgrade it. Now, I understand people wanting to do it on the first time because, Easy, yep. you know, again, if, if that's important to you, by all means, sort of fire away. But I thought the seats were absolutely class. But here's a question for you. The game that's going on, you're seeing Aaron Rodgers and you're seeing AJ Dillon and you're seeing Kenny Clark and, you know, all of these players. Um, do you remember much of the actual game or is it such a surreal experience that you're kind of like, I actually need to watch that back on Game Pass because I haven't a what happened?
1: Uh, it's one of those things where, like, I say you're taking in the atmosphere you're watching it and I think the trouble is with the first half being so offensively forgettable um, <laughs> not <laughs> offensive as in like it's offensive no like, it was dirty, I say the was. offense on the field was forgettable yeah um it was one of those things where like I haven't actually watched the game again i I like I haven't watched it again for fear of diluting my memory of it yeah yeah um if that makes any sense at all um but yeah and no, i i I just remember being there and like even if it was like a bad drive i just remember loving it because of the atmosphere the atmosphere you you just can't describe the atmosphere you can't get the atmosphere from you know a screen and stuff like that and i say like everything was celebrated the defense was celebrated you know the offensive plays were celebrated even a, a you know with with a, a boho you know that the punts were celebrated yeah. and it's just one of those things it's just A beautiful, beautiful scene.
0: Yeah. There's so much more to it than people think. And I, I always find that as well, like... It's one thing breaking down the game as you're watching and particularly with podcasts and stuff. I know you've your podcast, we've this podcast yep. and all that. And when you're breaking the game down, but there's something so very different about being there because you can see certain player players sort of stream wide open and then you can yep. see defenses and what coverages they're in better. And just just to something you're really in the tick of it. You can almost smell the damn players. Um yeah. but like good results. We shut Russell Wilson out for the first time in his career, seventeen zip. So everyone starts to filter out of the stadium. At that stage, are you so cold? That your face has fallen off or are you still managing okay in that type of weather conditions? Because snow games sound sexy, but when you're actually at them sometimes, especially if you let that sort of coldness from that metal bleacher yep. seat get into your arse, well, then all of a sudden uh, it's it's shiver town. So how did you hold up with the weather and what did you do after the game?
1: So I I, I, I deal with the cold quite well as it is already. Like, I mean, when we got off the, uh, the, the plane in Chicago, I was wearing just a t-shirt and I was just walking around Madison in just a t-shirt so i was doing quite well um i mean absolutely up in the gods like you got the wind chill on your face i yeah. i have i put my mask on like people looked at me weird i was like look i just need to keep my nose like yeah, yeah. if i can keep my nose i uh, you know and not look like voldemort for the rest of my life i'll be <laughs> fine um but yeah no it, it was just i say dealt with the weather quite well um and then i was kind of walking out because hey, where i was i was completely on my own um, like no other UK packers around me sort of thing. So I was streaming out the way I I, I felt I, I had to get out. Um, and then you kind of like, right, where the hell am I? I have no idea where I am. I didn't come in this way. I've come out this way. Um, right, okay, where are people meeting? You check the WhatsApp group. You see people are going to Hinterland. You're like, right, okay, Google Maps that. How do I find my way? And you like, I must have looked like a right idiot because there's me twisting my phone, trying to figure out which direction <laughs> I'm going in. Um, and then you get to hinterland it's full up of people the exact same idea that you had find a couple of people find a corner get some beers in your um and yeah it was just that kind of like you're just talking about the game you're just talking about x y and z you're talking about the shutout of russell wilson you're talking about the great step up that aj dylan had and you're talking about the injuries you know we lost aaron jones in that game and you're just yeah. thinking oh my god like how are we gonna what's our running game gonna be like and you were literally just because you're all in that same mindset talking about every aspect of the game and then when somebody new jumps in they say about their game day experience and then you have the same conversation all over again and they say you must have had like that game day experience five or six times in in like the span of half an hour as you're you're telling people what you were experiencing versus what they were experiencing and say it's just so so refreshing that you get this this group of people to talk to about this. Because uh, a lot of you are in the same boat. Like, you're all experiencing it for the first time. Uh, and then even the people who are experiencing, you know, their second or third time are bringing up how it differs from their first and second experiences and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just like this kind of echo chamber of literally just joy. It yeah. is just joy. So... Yeah,
0: it's one of those weird moments, as you say, because I go, again, I before COVID, obviously, I was going to Packer land, you know, like every year and i I keep saying to people that feeling doesn't go away i know you think it's because of your first time and it is extra special don't get me wrong on your first time but every time you go back to lambo it does mean a little bit extra and of course with the way the team evolves and with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation next year um, and jordan love is that you're always there in a certain chapter be it good or bad and you can always say that you had that experience now we get to the next day and we have the stadium tour and the hall of fame yeah. Um, also I, I get uh, Mark Murphy on the blower and he comes down yeah. and has the chat with us as well which was good the day after it, are you basking in the glow of your experience at that point is it a bit of an anti-climax because the game's over now and you know you're on the sort of back nine of the trip how did you feel on that Monday relaxed yeah
1: um, apart in everything apart from my throat, I I think the trouble is I like, I was very vocal during the, Madison, uh, the the Wisconsin game and then the Green Bay game. I had practically no voice on that Monday, <laughs> so trying to talk was very painful. Yeah. Um, and you just but you you relax because like whilst yeah you're on the last couple of days the, there is no expectations on these couple of days. It is just literally just let like you know because obviously there's there's expectations you build up lambo in your head you build up you know all of the trip in your head but that part is over so you can just relax and say like i'm not saying the expectations were wrong they went above and they exceeded my expectations of what the game day was going to be like but that monday was just nice to kind of go into it with no expectations you meet a few people for breakfast Quite a few of us went over to the pro shop. Um, I went in there thinking, I'm just going to scout out what I'm going to get because I don't want to go on this Champions Tour with a big bag of goodies. Yeah. Spent £500 <laughs> just scouting out. Um, if you fall over in the pro scouting. shop,
0: you end up spending 500 quid. I mean, it's yeah, very, easy. very easy. Like um, That's yeah. what I say to people. Have a plan before you go in. If you don't have a plan before you go in, which I never do. I don't know how people do it. But you, know, you almost have to pick stuff out online. I guess we should really talk about that. The Pro Shop. I went in, uh, Craig, the first time I was there and I did walk out, in fact, without anything because I just, I would so much stuff picked out and it was so devastating to my bank balance. I decided that I needed a breather and I left overwhelmed. So when you went into the Pro Shop, it's surreal, isn't it? Because on this side of the pond, we have an opportunity for merch, but not to that just stupid degree of where you know you can get sort of toilet seat covers with packers on them you know there's just so much <laughs> stuff that you want to get and so much stuff you want to cram into the suitcase And um, was it a moment of joy for you and was that 500 quid i'm sure that was the only money you spent in the pro shop craig
1: right? i uh i hate to to prove you're wrong oh, no. um yeah yeah um <laughs> I, so, yeah, obviously we went on the tour and I went back in for a second trip and, and spent more money. Um, but the thing is, like, I had a small plan. I knew a couple of things that i wanted i wanted a jordan love jersey i wanted a throwback jersey and then i wanted either a defensive players jersey or something like that mm. um got none of those things uh, <laughs> <laughs> fail um couldn't find a, a jordan love jersey in my size couldn't mm. find a, a throwback jersey that wasn't triple xl yeah um so i was like right okay throw the plan out of the door and just get what looks nice what i can like reasonably afford um and then go way over budget um i called <laughs> up my mum to see if she would remortgage uh, yeah. she wouldn't Selfish person um <laughs> nice restraint there by the way hi yeah, mom no absolutely um i didn't i didn't need to be censored so that's that's great God. um <laughs> but no it was just one of those things where like i think that i think i've done it well with going in the first time picking up a few bits and pieces Mm. because it is overwhelming just how much stuff like i say when you say toilet seat covers there probably was toilet seat covers in there you get so much memento stuff you can get so much usable stuff like anything you could imagine there is probably a packer's version of it um and i say you know we can get memorabilia over here for you know the, the the premier league teams and stuff like that but like not half as what you can get in that pro shop and it's say so you just you just go in there and they've got merch advertising different merch and you, you know <laughs> and, and it's just a surreal experience but like everything you can see in there you can pretty much buy i think i tried to walk out with a shelf um i oh, yeah. just had like Green Bay insignia on it. And I was like, I want it for my bedroom. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pack it, but let's figure
0: it out. And they're like $120 but You're like, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. I have everything that's on it? No, look, I was even <laughs> looking at pens. I love me stationery, you know? And um, I was looking at a pen that was made from was it the metal from Lambo Field or the yes. wood from the seats yeah. or something? And I was like, Do you know what? That might be my sort of splash purchase and it was $160. So I decided yeah. to leave, slap myself in the face and pour cold water over my head. But look- <laughs> you went could... to the, the pro shop, which was really weird to see. Oh, but um, was... I don't know <laughs> where you got the water from. Um... Packer themed water because I had packer themed <laughs> yeah, buckets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Um, look, it's the pro shop is really an experience in itself. So I would always say to people, if you're budgeting a trip to Lambo, don't think and be naive and think, especially if you have access to a credit card is that you're going to go in and you're going to be like I'll pick up a buy you know because you're going to come out with uh, all amounts of stuff but you know you go to the pro shop uh, we did the tour Mark Murphy came down and and spoke with us I know some people sort of found that kind of surreal because he's the Jerry Jones of um, Lambeau Field and he always makes uh, time for us as well which is which is nice. So then he chats to us, says some pretty risky uh, on the side of uh, <laughs> her seed stuff, which we which we won't name, uh, which is pretty good. And that was a nice insight too. And I'm like the way I haven't seen any of that stuff being spread on social media, which is always good because you protect your team. Um, oh, and so, so then Monday we had, uh, as I say, all day to hang around. Tuesday we left. When you look back at the at the trip, uh, now Craig, and this is a very lofty question. Oof. Can you give me kind of? Like, you know, what, what sort of stands out to you is instantly, yes, this, this, and this, my favourite parts. And has the trip changed? Has it changed you, Craig? In any way, I mean, you know, not to get too philosophical or, or psychological about the whole thing, but do you have a different perspective on the game now? Do you have a different perspective on the Packers? You know, when you watch the Packers on TV, is your opinion different? When you think about the London games, does it, does it sort of deter you from going to them because you're like you know i've had the ferrari i'm not going to drive the ford fiesta anymore i mean how has the trip changed in that regard if it has at all
1: so circling back to the first question the highlights i don't think i can pull out a highlight mm-hmm. i don't i don't think it's possible i i can i can give you a low light and that was when i was asleep um, you know <laughs> it couldn't... was a highlight for everyone else that's weird yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. i spoke to Hopefully, was like that was the they best seen, time to hear hearing for me <laughs> like thank god we get some peace and quiet at this hashtag
0: perspective you know (laughs) um
1: but i say like like even even the parts that you think right this is just going to be like a blow-off afternoon Mm. even those were great like you know those those kind of moments when you just sit in there with you know five people that you know a week ago were complete strangers who are now people that you've shared this experience with even those moments found their way to be fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I say, like, those those kind of moments just, like, I'll, I'll never forget this trip. Like, this trip was going to be engraved into my brain. Um, and I don't – I definitely – I think the thing that changed me the most is, you know, getting that, that kind of stock on the last day on the bus home when, oh, like, yeah. four or five of us – Announced to the world we were Path as owners. <laughs> Obnoxiously um, as hell, but yeah. Oh, mate. It was just like that. That changed my perspective. Like, because now it's like I've bought. Not that I'm saying I hadn't bought into the franchise before. Like, but now I'd bought into the franchise. I was, you know, like. You know, introducing yourself as an owner, like the banter me and you had, like every time we saw each other. <laughs> excuse me, did I see you at the the general meeting? Like, I believe I did. Uh, are you an owner also? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Hi, you got that nice distinguished owner look. <laughs> we
0: don't, by the way. <laughs>
1: no, we Not in the slightest. We're both long haired bearded yeah. people, and it's just, <laughs> yeah, we 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 are not going to be in the Mark Murphy sort of situation anytime no. soon. I, I don't think so. Um, though. No, 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 no. But. I, I don't think I look at the game differently because of that, but I just, I remember the like feeling those defensive drives and, and, and you know, remember the, the atmosphere and like everybody in that stadium, I can, I can relate to now. Yeah. Like, I can relate to those, like, you know, those booming cheers, like when a, a, when a, when a play goes well, um, or when an interception, you know, gets made and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just nice, to watch again obviously we've only had one game since um which was at minneapolis which you know looks does that count <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna count it no? um, because it's you know it's a rubbish stadium um, <laughs> compared to what we've seen um I, i'd never been to a london game before because I, I kind of i'd never had never been interested in going to see a team that i didn't support yeah seeing it from the other side now I'm just excited to watch football like, you know, watching the Packers is, is I say the Ferrari of everything. I'm okay. Getting that getting behind the wheel of a Ford and then this, that and the other, (laughs) um, the, the, the heartbreaking news for me is that, you know, obviously the Packers will probably be paying an international game next year, All. Fingers are pointing to Germany at the moment, um, which I'm like, right. London's been there for so long, and you guys have ignored it. Like, let's 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 prioritise here, shall we? But no, I think like just seeing games is now going to be a completely different experience, and and just wanting to see games. So yeah, I'm gonna say it's just. I, I don't, I feel like uh, I came back lighter in my bank account and that's the, the real, the real difference, the noticeable one. Like, you look poorer. <laughs> yeah. um, I am. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you haven't eaten in several weeks. Oh dear. Uh,
0: but yeah, look, it's that's fascinating to hear from you and to hear about all the things that you picked out because people can go back. And what I will do is I'm going to put this podcast up um, alongside the Rob on so that if anybody's sort of pondering about going over soul or whatever, that they can kind of listen to two completely different perspectives. Because for me, after seeing the game in Lambo. I'd sort of, sort of be more leaning towards. Well, I've you know I've seen the pack. I've ran a ten k. I'm not going to be doing a like a one k run, you know, and sort of thinking that I wouldn't go to the London game. So it's really fascinating to hear you say that it was that game day atmosphere of seeing that football live and hearing those pads hit that makes you want to go to a London game, which is yeah. which is great. I mean, it's a it's a great perspective. But the thing that always lasts with me, Craig, is after these trips, and it is true, is that the group of people you go with, you can be as involved or as not involved as you like. You can fluidly come in and out of the group you don't have to have anything to do with the group whatsoever you can share an Uber and that can be it you can become best friends for life that can be it you know so then the WhatsApp group is still going and so people are still throwing in stuff and chatting away and I really do feel like I got to know you guys um, and like that we're mates you know that we're friends and that it's something we'll always have that experience in common yeah. Uh, and when I when I say that to people that don't believe me sometimes I think when I say look you get friends for life you know it's not that I'm over in your house and we're yeah. washing her hair together uh, it's no, just no, no. you know but I it's mean the... if
1: you do want me to do that though I'm more than happy oh, we're to, down, to come yeah. over yeah, I yeah, mean absolutely.
0: there's that there's that understanding only we know uh,
1: but, yeah yeah as, but... as, as one of the funniest things I've just got to say is like Sitting behind you on the plane both times, the temptation to just kind of undo your hair and start <laughs> braiding it. I don't know. It's n- I've never had that before in my life. Yeah. But just seeing another long-haired man, mm. I'm like right, okay, I'm just going to give you a braid, and uh, yeah, don't that's bad. perfect. Yeah, and that's I keep saying that to Joan all the time. I think braids are
0: cool if you're manly enough to pull it off. If you shave off yeah. the beard, it's not going to go too well for you. But I think you know, no, no, no. where it's just some manly men. But look, that's uh, Craig Holmes uh, steak and uh it's but where are you at on social media so people could hit you up and also do you want to give that a podcast here as a plug as well
1: if you wouldn't mind absolutely so yeah i'm on twitter and instagram uh, at unusual underscore greg uh, you can find me for all of my bad takes on everything and the podcast is called the brick cave blitz uh, we do a roundup of the weekly uh ongoings of the nfl The news and the games. Uh, We do a nice little predictions on it all. Um, So that's uh, Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram as well. So you can find us there. Um, We have like our our Instagram run by uh, the the other host, Smith, is a really good Instagram. Like you can get like the top five rushing yards, leading yard, receiving yards, the top five um, plays sort of thing. We also uh, share a lot of the NFL account sort of stories. So you know, the uh, the defensive players of the week, the offensive players of the week. Um, so it's a really good hit up if you just want the stats wise, check out our Instagram story for sure. Yeah, I actually go there before the podcast to just learn about the teams as well. Like, oh, OK, that happened. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a good little roundup. It's a nice, fun podcast. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit loose um, in format. So don't listen to it thinking we're going to go, right, and this happened in this game and this happened Hmm. in this game. no, I think it's it's been nearly an hour
0: of talking to you now, Craig. I think they get that type of thing about your personality. (laughs) I don't think that's in question here. But yeah, definitely uh, go over and check that out. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you again. Um, And I do feel like that me and you are the long haired bros and we're definitely going to have to get matching tattoos um, on our arses. Um, And so apart from that, Craig, uh, thanks for coming on and thanks for telling people about your experience. Experience, and hopefully your story inspires people to come on another UK Packers trip with us as well.
1: Absolutely. And say like, anytime you want to hit me up again, I'll, uh, I'll reiterate the stories. Um, if people want to message me and just say, look, tell me honestly, what was the trip like? I'll probably just post this podcast link because I've, <laughs> I've, again, I've not lied on any of this. Like it genuinely is one of the highlights of my life. Um, so if you do... If you are on the fence about it, if you've got a little bit of money squirreled away and you're thinking maybe there should be no maybe about it uh, next year when they announce the trip, just get yourself on it and you will not regret it.
0: And let me just finish with this. Uh, Craig was not paid for his uh, content and call on this podcast. Um, although I might slip him uh, a 20 just for saying that. Oh, very I,
1: I, you could have just left it a slip him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we leave it there, Craig. <laughs> so, there we go.
0: <laughs> so go back. I'll go. go back to horny jail. <laughs> yeah, go back to horny jail. You see, that's why you ended up there in the first place. Yeah, So from Craig. terrible. They're absolutely party. awful so from Craig and from me it's a go back go and uh, we'll see you back on the regular pods
1: go back go